beep, 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 special bulletin. I did it. Watched Poltergeist? I did. Yeah. I watched it this afternoon. All right. Um, oh, so, for, I, so you haven't experienced the night yet. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, for the listeners out there, I, I just showed up at Ben's and I was like, you want to get on mic? And told him nothing because I wanted this to be a fun little surprise, a little chat. Um, for those who go back with us um, or have gone back and listened to the catalog in more recent years. Speaking of which, or the last episode when we talked about it. Yeah. At the, well, at the show, uh, at the, the comic book show I did yesterday, I ran into our buddy that, uh, that comes and sees us at free comic book day with his son. And, um, we were talking about the, the show and he, uh, he asked when some more was coming out and I said, Hey, two, two episodes this month. Yeah. Three. If this is a little like bulletin thing, if this oh, yeah. counts as an episode, it's a release. So I went back and listened to our old Halloween episodes and realized I've been talking about this for years. Um, anyone who knows me or listens to the show knows that the movie that has fucked me up more than anything else in my entire life was Toby Hooper and Steven Spielberg's Poltergeist from 1982. Holy shit, I watched that when I was probably 9 or 10 years old. And it just fucked me up so bad. It gave me a lifelong fear of the Raggedy Andy doll because of the clown doll in there. And um, even though I've seen little bits and, you know, some documentary stuff on it over the years, I've never watched it a second time. I bought it on DVD probably five years ago. Um, I talked about it every Halloween episode we would do that I was that, oh, this is the year I was going to go back and watch it. And I finally did. Did it, did it meet your expectations for terror? Well, I, I went into it thinking one of, one of two things would happen. Either I would watch it and it would just feel like some Steven Spielberg, like, um, family creepy movie from the early eighties, or it would unlock terror that I had since repressed. <laughs> and I, w I was kind of worried. I was talking to Angelina about it earlier and, 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 uh, I was like, to be honest, like, remember a lot from this movie like i remember skeleton pool and i remember the clown doll and i remember the tree eating the kid or trying to eat the kid and um i had recently listened to an episode of um matt gorley's i was there too with a guy who was uh steven spielberg's um assistant back in the day and he was he was there for production and he was in poltergeist as one of like the investigators who like rips his face off Oh, fun. And I had completely forgotten that something like that happened. So I was like, oh shit, like what else do I not remember? Turns out there was a, there was a decent amount I didn't remember. Um, but luckily it was not scary. At least not to a 41 year old man oh, watching it during the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see how when I was a kid, a lot of that shit was intense. Like I wouldn't want my... Uh, nine-year-old watching it because I think it would freak her right the hell out. Even though I did upgrade her from turbo wuss to just regular wuss after watching Beetlejuice and Monster Squad. Poltergeist is not super terrifying, but uh, it is a step up from Beetlejuice. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like an E.T. Spielberg family movie either. Like it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's a, you know, it's not... Texas Chainsaw Massacre either, or it's not like super gory and, and really, you know, really vulgar, but, uh, it, it, it is, it's, it's in that middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's so weird that, that 
it's from a time before there was PG-13. Because it definitely seems too intense for PG, but it is absolutely not so graphic like you were just getting at you know with like it's yeah, funny like it you brought up you, you brought up texas chainsaw because toby hooper the director did texas chainsaw oh really I yeah um so you know like it it had to be pg but wow like don't take your seven-year-olds to watch this um but it wasn't nearly as um as frightening as I feared it would be. So it was, it was good. And it was kind of fun. There's some cool things that I had forgotten with like, like a giant skull head popping out of the closet, you know, when they're, when they're going after Carol Ann in there. And, um, I had gotten the sequence of things out of sync in my head. Like I thought the, the whole thing with the clown doll was like, like the, basically like the, um, fucking post credit scene, you know, setting up oh. the like, Oh, it's you know, they're still haunted, but it's definitely not. It's before the fucking pool. Yeah, well, 30 plus years of not watching something will do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that skeleton pool was pretty intense. Those are real skeletons. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It was weird watching it thinking that because they look gruesome and you're like, oh, that, that's, that's, it's intense. And there's all sorts of like fucking coffins and shit like popping up from the ground when they're trying to leave. And it was, um. Yeah, it was it was a good flick and it's good a, performances too. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun horror movie. Like it, it's one that you can watch. Like you can have a good time while watching it. It's not you know Human Centipede or something where it's just fucking gross. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, I want to go and watch Poltergeist too. I've seen that since since I was kid. Like I saw that I think in my early twenties or something. I went and watched it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's probably been at least a decade since I've seen Poltergeist. And, uh, I don't know if I have any distinct memories from Poltergeist two at all. Like I know I've seen it, but like, I don't yeah. know if I could tell you anything that happens in it. It didn't they, make a mark on. It. Yeah. It's like, they're still haunted. And I know they go out to the desert and they have to see a shaman. I know there's like a, like a sort of like spirit walk scene, maybe on drugs or in like a smoke hut or something. And then in the third one, it's got Tom Skerritt instead of uh, Craig T. Nelson. He, she, and it's got Carol Ann. She, like, goes to her, like, aunt and uncles or something. They live in, like, a high-rise apartment. And there's a lot to do with mirrors and reflection. And I remember after seeing Like, I, I don't think I've seen the entire thing of that, of part three. But it but it made me scared to look in the mirror for a while. Yeah, I'm not confident I've seen the third one at all. I remember like, like full length, like closet door mirrors. And then I remember someone being in like a parking garage and like seeing a reflection in like a puddle in the ground or something and, and it turning evil or sucking someone into it or something. Evil reflections. Yeah. But that's it. It was just a quick, uh, quick special bulletin because I was excited and I didn't, I didn't want to talk with you about it tonight when we're just sitting around hanging out, hanging out and then try to recreate the conversation. Yeah. For so, the pod. So it sounds like, because you've said you'd, you would, your plan for many Halloweens past would was to conquer Poltergeist. Would you consider it conquered? Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. So I mean, you are now victorious. I don't Poltergeist know. Poltergeist holds no sway on you. You're not even scared of ghosts anymore. No, no, no. See, that, that's what I was going to say. I, I, like, I, I think it's, it's done enough damage to where, like, I'm still scared of the dark. But... You know, so, we, I, so we're not going to spend a night in a haunted house anytime soon. No, fuck then. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> no. Bummer. We'll work on that for next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe if we were there with like a bunch of people and like a team of 
paranormal investigators. And they dis- started disappearing one by one. Off. I mean, at least in that case, like, I don't have to adhere to the to the rules of movies. Like, I can actually get in my car and drive oh, away. Yeah, you, you would disappear second. And yes. whether or not the ghost took you or you just left, that's a thing that would happen. Yeah. I, I would have to make sure that somebody <laughs> told me exactly where they were going to take a shit. So if they took longer than, than seven minutes... You know, I, I could I could track them down and make sure they're alive, <laughs> or just leave for good measure, just just to make sure. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's the one way to be safe. But yeah, um, that's it. Awesome. I guess side note: Transformers number one was good. Oh, comic book, t- comic talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did, did you read it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Daniel Warren Johnson's doing it, so. I had to buy it. hundred percent. Yeah. Like the, I think do a power bomb is probably my favorite comic that came out in the past couple years. Yeah. Like it was so fucking good. Yeah. It was real good. I, I have a feeling there's Easter eggs in there for deep transformers fans that I didn't get. Like, it seemed like there was something with spike and his, um, alcoholic, sad father and like maybe a death of, a brother? brother? Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I was getting out of it. Yeah, that his brother died as an astronaut or some shit. Oh, okay. I didn't even catch that. And and there was like one brief moment of like a man over another man. They looked like they were both wearing military uniforms and he it was like a dad dying. Well, no, I think see that's what I thought at first too when I looked at it, but I think it I think that was his his dad over his brother and it was him saying dad because his his dad was remembering the events. And he was trying to shake him out of his stupor. Okay, wait. Because he was sitting at the bar drinking all day. Wait, who's dad? Spike's dad. Spike's dad and Spike's brother. Yes. And and I think that's what, like, it was like recalling the events because his dad was zoning out and he was trying to get his dad's attention. Because, like, the night he's like, dad, dad. And he's like, dad, what are you doing? See, that's what it seemed like at first. But then I I could be mistaken, but, but I could have sworn in, like, the death scene that it was the dad who was dying. I think it was just an older, just a, like, I don't know, I, I couldn't tell who was who. Maybe he just, you know, looks like it. Okay, because for a second, I, th- I thought it was trying to trying to plant a seed to, to me that, like, because for some reason, you know, I mean, it was a blonde army dude, and I was like, oh, wait, is that is that Duke? You know, is this Duke's son or something? You know, because they're, they're, I've, I've heard that, you know, it's the, this part of the, the whole uh, Skybound thing. is yeah, like Energon universe or yeah, whatever they're yeah, calling Yeah, that, that G.I. Joe and Transformers are all going to inhabit this universe. And there's yeah. also that Void Rivals yeah. book. Have you been reading that? I read the first four. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, it's, yes. It, it's kind of interesting. Well, I think there's like two more that I haven't read, so I haven't, I'm not nope. caught up. They're only up to number four. Number four just came out really? last week, I think. Because yeah. I read them all digitally. Yeah. And the first four were a dollar ninety nine, and it had two more on there. I thought that were three ninety nine, and I thought I'm going to wait a couple weeks till those get cheaper. Nope, I just caught up. Maybe they were pre orders or some Maybe. shit like that. I don't know. Or uh, unless they they they're doing a digital first release. I mean, it was in any case the four that I read. It was fairly interesting. Yeah, why not? It had a you know a very very brief transformers tie-in and uh otherwise it's kind of its own story doing its own thing and i'm not sure how it's going to tie into like gi joe and transformers or even if it ever will maybe it's just a something else that's happening in this universe i'm not really sure what they're doing with it. yeah it'd be weird if, if it, like if something like if disney actually did something that didn't have anything to do with the regular star wars universe it was just there might actually be good 
Yeah, and it'll just like had like uh, them bumping into Han Solo as he was coming out of the bathroom. Yeah, or they something. just see the Falcon fly yeah. by <laughs> real quick. <laughs> like, see, it's it's Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever do that. Man, I'm trying to remember what other comics came out this week because oh, there was one. Uh, I think it's called Midnight Show. Uh, it's by Colin Bunn and uh, Brian Hurt. And one more name that I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it, but it's basically the the people behind um, the Sixth Gun, uh, which is also a fun little story. It's shaping up to be kind of a monster squaddy. Oh, where fun. where it's you know got got a it's got a motif that that's around kind of like a, the old the old Fright Night movie where there was like a uh, you know ghoul or a monster um, TV show host. You know, like oh, how yeah. we had Friday okay. Night Theater, but, yeah. but, or like, uh, like Sven Gulli or something like or Elvira. Elvira. Yeah. 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 They play a movie that was never released before or something. And it's bringing back all, it's bringing all the classic monster movie villains, uh, to life. That premise sounds incredibly familiar, but I'm not sure why. Uh, it's a solid premise though. I like it. I mean, yeah, like, it, it seems very much like something that would, that would be uh, a love letter to, uh, monster squad the way it's yeah. being set up you know so the first issue was all set up but i really like the art in it it's really cool i'm looking forward to it you know it fucking it, it's it's not for children you know so there's heads getting lopped off i do recommend it yeah on that like the tr- like the new transformers also doesn't seem like it's for children like they're like there's death in it yeah so star screams like- an asshole Starscream's always been an asshole, but he's like a, a more effective asshole now. He's not just a whiny, yeah, he's not a sniveling asshole. Cobra Commander voiced ass turd. Yeah. Well, wait, wait till Megatron shows up. Maybe he will be. Yeah. He's, he's got big dick syndrome right now. There, there did seem to be a little bit of a, a little bit of like an inside baseball aspect to it. Like, like I, I felt not being a huge Transformers fan. Like there was stuff that I was missing that Transformers fans definitely get. Oh yeah, I bet there's some of that in there because I think like in the back, the little letter in the back, Daniel Warren Johnson talks about how he he's a big Transformers fan and like grew up drawing Transformers and he knows the the lore at least probably more than me. Yeah. No spoilers for the uh, Transformers episode of uh, Gate Leapers there. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll have to tell me who won. We're off mic. Never mind. Actually, I want to go listen to it. Yeah, yeah. That's was, a, fa- was, that's a fandom fun. I can uh, I can actually, you know, get behind. Some are some are tough. All right. Cool. Well, see you in hell. <laughs>